The Mishnayomi is continuing with the second to last shear in Meiser Sheni. We are in the fifth parak at the 13th Mishnah, and we are finishing up our exposition of Vidui Maser, the proclamation the man would make when he had finished separating and giving out all of his tithes to the proper recipients. It was made Erev Pesach in the third year and the sixth year. And the Mishnah, amazingly enough, has been explaining in detail the meaning of the Psukim and how the words in the Psukim include all of these details and all of these requirements of the various tithes. Great, so Mishnah Yud Gimel. Hashkifa memon kudshecha mina shemayim. Asinu ma shigazarta aleinu. Afata asay ma shahivtachtanu. So this is a direct quote from the Pasuk. Gaze down from your holy ma'on. Ma'on is hard to translate. It's actually one of the levels of heaven, as Gemara explains in Chagiga, uh, from the heavens, and bless your people. So what Amr Yisrael is saying to Hashem in the temple, is saying, look and see that we've done the tithing and the gifts and everything as required. Come and see and, and check it out and then do what you've promised. The Mishnah continues, Hashkifamon Kudshecha, Minashamayim, as we said, et amcha et Israel, bless your nation, bibonim vonot with sons and daughters, vet adama and bless the land, asher natatolano that you've given us, betal umatar with dew and rain, bevlodet behema with offspring for the animals, kashenish batalavotainu like you swore to our forefathers, eretz zavat halav udvash a land flowing with milk and honey, kadeshdit and tam beperot so have a taste. You know, and a sustenance, a nutritional value in the crops. Now, I will say this is amazing on a few levels. We're not going to touch on everything here, but this is kind of sounds like a quid pro quo. That, hey, Hashem, we've done exactly what you asked in all of the details. So give us an amazing bracha that you promised to to Avazainu. And we know in Pirkei Avot we say the Don't be serving just to get a reward. So this quid pro quo notion, it's not so strange. It's actually Gemara in Brachot, Tafchaf, about benching. And the angels ask Hashem, why do you show such favor to the Jews? It says, You can't take bribes. Well, it's a nice part of Israel, and you're like showing favor to Israel. In Birkas Kohanim, you show favor to Hashem. Amar lahem, so Hashem says back to the angels, How could I not show favor to the Jews? I wrote When you eat and you're satisfied, then you bless Hashem. This is benching. And there's so medoktek that they'll even say all of birkatamazon after eating a kezayit of bread, or some say a kebetza of bread. So we see there's a concept of when Am Yisrael is very careful and perhaps going above and beyond and being very meticulous, then Hashem does show extra favor. So this is a concept we do see in Chazal. So we've described the past few days that there are a lot of details and requirements, and some of these are rabbinical requirements to go above and beyond to separate tithes and the gifts, the matan Laniim and uh, the netzer ravai. Some of these are, are deraita, and some of these things are derabodon. So we're going even above and beyond to say that we've separated out everything. 
Now, the other interesting thing is that we're asking Hashem to bless the land. Now, sons and daughters, Baruch Hashem, that has, that has ruchnias also, but to bless the land, to give taste in the perot, it's, it sounds a little uh, interesting to pray for, especially this time of year in Elul, rapidly approaching Rosh Hashanah. But uh, we know the Chazal says, Ein kemach ein Torah. If there's not what to eat, how do you learn? So really, when they're asking Hashem for sustenance to make the land amazing and wonderful, they're asking that for a spiritual reason, so they can be Osik and Torah, and they can you know, enjoy the gift Hashem has given them and thank Hashem even more. There's also an idea when the food is very nutritious and the food is very sustaining, you don't have to spend so much time uh, preparing it and eating it because it's already amazing, you know, in, in the form it comes on the tree, you know, you, you don't have to be so, you use up so much time and energy preparing wonderful food, you know, you can just eat what you need and get back to the base medrash. There have been books written that in modern times, food scientists purposefully engineer snack food to not be filling. So people eat more and more of it and buy more and more of it. So this is kind of the opposite. We're asking Hashem to make everything very rich and sustaining and tasty for us. Mishnah Yud Dalad, Mikan Amru. From here, from this last verse in Vidu Yemaiser, they said, because this refers to the land. We're talking about how we separate the tithes. And Vidu Yemaiser says, please bless the land. So the sages learn from here, Yisraelim umamzerim mitvodim. A regular Jew and even a mamzer, who is a, a Jew who came out of a forbidden relationship, can say the vidui meiser because he has land. But not converts and freed servants. Because the land, uh, they don't have an ancestral portion of the land. Now, Lamaisa, they could make money and buy some land, but they don't have an ancestral right automatically to a share in the land. Rabbi Meir says, even Kohanim Levim shouldn't say Vidui Meiser because they don't have a share in the land. And the Pesukim are talking about blessing the land. Rabbi says, no, they're Shaykh to the land. They have the Are Migrash, the open cities. Remember the cities of the Levim and the Kohanim are also Shaykh to them. They had fields and orchards also in the city. There's a discussion in the, in the Mefarshim. And the Pesukim about the layout of those cities and how they had parks and open areas and fields and orchards and things like this. So to, so to the Levim and the Kohanim were separating out uh, Truma and Meiser uh, from their own produce as well. So they're also Shaykh to Vidu Meiser according to Yosi Shkoyach Rabosai.